Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. So what I want to talk about, I actually talked about a little bit at our WOW conference, and it goes along with what Pastor Greg's been talking about uh, for vision. Does anybody remember by chance what I talked about? If not, it's okay. Then it'll just be fresh to you tonight. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to answer. But I do want to talk about purpose. So if you, if you have that slide, you can put that up. I want to talk about purpose. Turn to Genesis 1, 26. We're going to start at the beginning. Praise God. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, blessed them, and not just blessed them, blessed them, and God said, be fruitful, multiply. He gave them a purpose. He gave them a job. Fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness you know he didn't just create something that looks like him God's got far more depth to him than that you guys remember um well if you're 40 and over you probably remember paper dolls you remember them they're terrible (laughs) but anyway they were a thing back in the like 70s I guess you guys are looking at me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to find some. You will be so grateful that, <laughs> that you had Barbies and not paper dolls because they were cheap and terrible and they'd rip. Anyway, but they're flat and there's like nothing to them. Well, God's better than that. He created us with depth. He created us. When he said our image and our likeness, we weren't just lookalikes, like arms, legs, head, you know, hair, whatever. It wasn't just an image thing. There's far more to it than that. You know, he couldn't create something that only looks like him, that only looks like him, that could do what he asked us to do. To dominate, to subdue an entire kingdom and do a job, we would have to be made really, really special. Amen? Listen, God has a limitless supply of creativity. Limitless. Limitless. Have you ever felt like, you know, you've got to do a creative job at work or or whatever it is or, I don't know, something creative, and you just feel like, I've got no more creativity left, I'm exhausted, I can't do anything. God's not like that. There's always more, always more. Or you see, you know, you hear a piece of music that's just so beautiful and you're like, 
there's just, there can't be anything more beautiful than that or better or more creatively constructed and made and well-written. And then, you know, like two days later, you hear something that's even better because there's so much creativity because God's the one who started all this. And I mean, he makes something amazing and then just tops himself over and over and over and over. And that creativity is in us. We have that. And we can tap into it. Amen? Think about snowflakes. They say, and I don't know how you can do the study, but they say no snowflake looks the same. That is insane creativity. And I believe when he created us, he created us really intricately, really special, really deep, (laughs) many facets to us like God, he did a bang-up job. Amen? He put far, far more thought and effort into creating you than you probably ever, ever have dreamed of. And so God wouldn't have constructed us so special if we didn't have a purpose. We were designed to be special. We were designed to have a purpose. And we were designed to subdue this world and to alter the course of this world. It is a part of our purpose. Turn to Jeremiah 29. I love, love, love this scripture. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. You know what? Before I even go any further, I love the beginning of this. I know the thoughts that I have that I think towards you. Thoughts. He's thinking about us. Right there it tells us. Whenever you feel alone, don't feel alone. God is thinking thoughts. He's thinking about you individually. He has that capability. <laughs> he can think about you and you and you. He can think about you. He does. He's telling you right now. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Give you. He's given us, each of us, a future and a hope, a purpose and a hope. Amen? Then you will call upon me. Go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you. So in connection with this future that he's talking about, he does mention seeking. Turn to Proverbs 8, 17. He jumps right into it. He says, I'm thinking about you. I have something for you. And then he lays it out there. There's an important step for us to take. He said, I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently will find me. So you do have to seek after him and hunger for him. If you're going to step into the purpose he has for you. Amen. Turn to First Chronicles 22. So God's not going to put your purpose and your plan on a billboard. You're not going to be going down 441 and it's going to say, Deborah, 
You are supposed to do this, thus says the Lord. It's not going to happen. And I think people, I, I call it lazy Christianity. And, and one, of the, one of the aspects, there's many aspects of lazy Christianity, and none of us would be a part of that here. And I don't think of any of you when I think of a lazy Christian. I really, really don't. <laughs> I don't think of anybody in our denomination, not to be haughty. But... Um, People want God to just bail them out with no effort on their part, no skin in the game on their part, not having to do their part and, like, love the Lord <laughs> and seek after him. And, you know, people want him to, him to bail them out or they, they want him to just, uh, you know, perform a Christmas miracle and show up poof in their room and tell them, hey, I've got A, B, and C for you. This is your future, and this is your life. Because, you know, everybody's heard stories of, of situations like that. But that is not the norm. It is not the norm. God's expecting more from you. He's expecting more from us. He's wanting us to grow up in him, to love him, to want to seek after him, to want to spend time with him, and want to know what he has for us. So he's expecting you to follow him and to seek him. In Isaiah, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. The first time I read that, I just thought, woof. Because it, for me, it just hit me hard. You know, I'm so grateful the times, I think of end times, and I'm so glad we live in the time that we live in. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Man. And... I mean, when you're, you're not born again and you're done with this life, you're seeking. You don't have any more chance. You're not going to find him at that point. Hell, God didn't create hell. The enemy did. But there is no God there. There's no light. There's, no, there's no, nothing that smells good. You know, somebody, I know that sounds so weird, but... Um, they say you can get used to pretty much any smell, even some pretty bad ones. But the, they said that um, there's one smell that you never, you just can't get used to. And it's the smell of sulfur. And I don't know if they said that. I know there's sulfur like underground. But um, I don't know if it's somewhere in the Bible there's a word for it. And it says something about it. I'll have to look it up So. So don't stone me, all right? <laughs> but I'm going to find it. But it says something about it. But I, I, some, someone that I respect that had said that they died and they experienced that, they smelled that smell and they said, you can't get it out of your nose. It's just, it's awful. Anyway, I'm, okay, I'm getting back on topic here. I told you I was all over the place tonight. So I read, okay, I read Proverbs. Oh, yeah, you guys are in First Chronicles, right? Okay, so God wants you to seek him, and one of the coolest things when you seek him, he wants you to seek him, but he wants you to search for the truth. And how many of you know this world, there ain't a lot of truth around. There's so much deception, lies. I mean, it's everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And... When you find truth, I mean, there is a stark contrast 
because there's so much uh, lies and deception just everywhere. When you find it, I mean, it is so obvious. Um, It just hits you. It's kind of like, you know, a super dark room. If there's a tiny little light in that room, you're going to see it. It's going to be really, really, really obvious. And I believe us in this day, we have that opportunity for people to see that truth, that purity and that truth. When they see God in us, it's going to stand out. It's going to stand out beyond everyone else that's ungodly. We have that opportunity. That's what's so important. So important to stay true to who you really are at work, at the grocery store. Stay true to your God. Stay true to who he made you to be. Because people will notice. They do notice and they are paying attention. Amen? So... Are you hungry enough to seek God and look for him? Are you? Sometimes you got to cut out some junk. Because when you're without something, you begin to think of, in a big way, what you need to do to obtain what you want. So sometimes we're just not hungry because we're so full of other stuff. Your mom, when you're little, makes this great meal, and you snuck a bunch of junk food. You're not hungry, and you're not appreciating what's on the table. But you cut that stuff out, and or you haven't eaten, you know, since like 5 a.m., and it's dinner time. Guess what? You're going to appreciate that food, and you're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to make sure you're there. You're going to obtain it. And, you know, think about that. You might need to do that to yourself. You might need to not be so filled up on everything that's going on in the world, everything that's going on in your phone or social media. You might have to cut some things out because you're not going to get hungry if you're full of those things. And God's requiring this of us. He has purpose and plans, purpose, plans, and pursuits like the book. Kenneth Hagin's book. He has that for us, but he, like I said, he's not putting it on a billboard. He's like, I want to see if they're going to come after this. Do they value this? Do they value this gift? And it is a gift. Amen? So here's some, um, I call them strengthening scriptures, because remember, if you strengthen your inner man, you're more likely to do what the word says. Amen. Did you all strengthen yourself on your love scriptures the last few weeks? Did anybody in here have an opportunity to walk it out and to walk in love? Yeah, yeah. Was it easier? Was it easier when you did it? Sorry, this thing is wiggling off. Yeah, it's a lot easier when you have strengthened yourself with the word of God. So first, so here's a few. First Chronicles twenty two nineteen, And these are to stir you up to seek after God. Now, because like I said, sometimes you just have to cut some things out. And sometimes you just need to get in the word and strengthen. Your, get yourself stirred up and strengthened. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Now you can take this home and read it 
and confess it to yourself and say, I set my heart and my soul to seek the Lord my God. And when you don't feel it, that's when you need to say it. That's when you need it. Psalms 9.10. For those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. He's making you a promise right there. He will show up if you will seek after him. Amen? Uh, Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to, to him. For whoever would come near to God must believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. He is a rewarder. He is. He will show up. James 4.8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. I say, I draw near to God, and he will draw near to me. It's one of the things I say almost every day. One of the other scriptures I say every day is, I will not be anxious for anything. (laughs) I say it. Almost every day. You know how much anxiety? That word is like everywhere right now. And we have an answer for it. We have it in the word of God. It's God's so faithful. He knew everything that we would need. But we have to do something with what he's given us. Amen. So God's wanting you not just, okay, so I spent one day getting in the word a little bit. I sought after him. That's pretty good. Why didn't he show up? We need to be more diligent than that. How many here have ever lost a phone? I mean, even if it's, you know, for like an hour. Were you like, whatever, and you just, no, because your family might have to call you. Your business might call you, be in trouble. How did you look for that phone? You looked for it. You were digging in the couch, (laughs) looking under the couch, looking under the bed. You diligently, you looked for it in an effort to obtain it. There was no maybe I'll find it in your mind. It's, I have to find this, and I have to find it now. I'm not going to bed because it's my sound machine. It's my alarm. <laughs> it's, it's so much more than just a phone nowadays. But we need to have that kind of an attitude. Or you lose a credit card. You're not like, okay, whatever. You're going to go find it. I remember this time that uh, before winter retreat, not this last one, but the one before, and... So me and Joan, we had Joan in charge of food, but her and I had to go. We put this list together of all the food. It's for like 50 people for a week. So we're like, all right, we're going to go to Sam's on a Saturday. It's crowded, and we're going to get all of this stuff that we can from Sam's. And so we've got two huge, I mean, just piled high, like we can't even see each other hardly, carts And like I said, it's Saturday. Sam's is very crowded on a Saturday. And so, I mean, we're, we're, we're like, okay, I think we're done. You know, we'd been there like two hours 
And all of a sudden, I realize I have lost the Sam's card. (laughs) And it's not just the Sam's card. It's the Sam's credit card that actually pays for the groceries. And it was the church's. It was, yeah, he says it's mine. (laughs) It was his because, I yeah, I borrowed it from him. Oh, my goodness. Was I just like, oh, well. (laughs) No, I was sweating, (laughs) panicking, low-key panicking, trying not to show too much to Joan because I'm like, oh, we'll find it. It's okay. But, (laughs) I mean, we're going, we went down, you know, every path, everywhere we had been, retraced all of our steps. We're looking under all our stuff and and I'm sitting there picturing, you know, some dude buying all his stuff with the credit card. And I'm like, this is going to be just great. You know, we had so much trouble. We just spent hours, you know, she's taking her time to come help with this. And I feel really bad. Anyway, we sought to find it and we did find it. We also prayed. <laughs> we prayed, believe God, and then we found it. It was, it, it actually, um, I dropped it in one of the aisles. And a very lovely person had turned it in to customer service. So thank you, Jesus. So anyway, that's the kind of seeking we need to do. Seek in order to obtain. You seek until. Just like you pray until. I've talked about that before. We should be getting results. We should be obtaining. Don't settle. Amen. So, listen, God wants you to have something of your own that you're proud of. He really does. He's proud of us. You know that we please him when we walk by faith and he sees us doing that. He is proud of us. Think of your kids when they do something that you're proud of, I mean, how does that make you feel? Or someone, if you don't have kids, maybe you taught someone how to do something, and then you see them do it after you taught them. There's a sense of just accomplishment and pride in that. And he wants us all, each of us, to have our very own thing that we're proud of. Ephesians 2.10. The coolest thing about this is, God has chosen each of us to carry out a part of his plan. Each one of us. And it doesn't always look the same. It can look very different from one person to the next. But I promise you, God has something for you. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Well, what's the good works? It's not just work to work. There's a plan. He has a plan. He wouldn't have sent a part of himself in the the Godhead of the Holy Spirit. Something so, someone, so special to be your helper if it wasn't an important job, wasn't a big job. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has ordained before ordained that we should walk in them. We are created unto good works. It means we each have purpose. 2 Corinthians 5.10. 
For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. What is that things done in the body? It's the plan and purpose he has for you. According to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. So one of the coolest things about God is that he likes to use people like you and me. And he likes to use everyday people to do his work. And I think this is great news. And I said this at the wow thing because I I heard another minister say it and I stole it and I love it, but I am giving him credit. I'm not going to say who it is, but... He said, it's great ability God's looking for. It's not great ability. I had it backwards. But availability. Availability. One of the things that you need to do is be available. Because if you seek after God and then you find out, okay, I know you want me to do this, this, and this. And you're taking steps towards that. You have to be available. You have to be available to listen when he's talking to you and when he's giving you because the word says that he's a light unto your path. It's a light unto your path. That means it's here. It's not lighting up the whole path. You're not going to see everything ahead. We're not walking by faith if it's, if it's lighting up the whole path. But it is a light to your path, but you have to follow it. You have to say, I'm... I'm not going to turn around and go do my own thing. I'm going to stay on it. I'm going to do what God said do. And it's, have you ever walked down someone's path that has those motion sensor lights? And they light up like bing, 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 bing as you go. It's like that. As you do it in faith, more clarity on what you're supposed to do next, the next step. You don't have to fear. You'll have direction. You'll have direction once you take that first step and you do it. Amen. Turn to 1 Corinthians 26. You know, what God chooses to do in you might surprise you how he wants to use you. 1 Corinthians 1.26, and I love the scripture. I love it, love it. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised. God has chosen weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. That's good news. And when he says he's chosen weak things, he's not like, oh, you're so weak, I'm going to do something in you. (laughs) It's not that. You may look like you are someone who's weak to the world, maybe say in a certain area. You might look like the dumbest guy on the block to them. But if you give yourself to God, God's going to make you look like a genius. God, they'll be like, How did that person know that? They knew it by the Holy Spirit. They knew what they were doing. They just simply offered themselves up. They listened. Okay, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do here? 
They listened and they obeyed. They made themselves available. They were obedient. And now they look like a genius. Like it's not hard. It's actually really, really simple. But God loves, he loves to do things in people that people think, wow, I never saw that coming in that person. People that they're like, oh, they're never going to have any money. They're never going to amount to two cents. You just watch what God will do. People, God can get so much glory just shining through people that look like they don't have it together when they give everything to God. He loves doing that. Amen? God's so cool. He's the coolest. So I want you guys to confess this. And I don't usually do this, but I want you to say this after me, okay? I have been personally chosen by God. He brought me into the world. And I am such a privileged individual. I esteem what God has done in me. And he did it before the foundation of the world. Amen? So, you know, at the end of it all, when, when, when we're out of here, when we get raptured or however it happens, at the end of all, God could have said, wow, you know, we're all in heaven. He could have said, wow, look what I did. But the cool thing about it is he chose to say, look what we've done. Look what we did. We get to be a part. We're going to be up there together with him. He's chosen us to be a part of him and not just look like him, but to be an extension of him. I remember my grandma, you know, I wasn't in church and I was a kid and I really didn't care about God. And when I, when I got to a place where I was struggling, I remembered my grandma, she didn't even do anything super special, but just loved me. And I remembered the love of God just coming through her. God used her in that way. I knew I didn't know the word. I didn't know anything. But I knew God loved me because I'd experienced it through her. God used her. God wants to use you. He loves it. And there's such joy. John G. Lake said, he called it the triumph of a teacher. And he said, it's, it's that someone experiences, the student experiences what the teacher has experienced. Jesus came to teach us. He wanted us to understand and know what it was like to experience life like him. We're supposed to operate like God while we're here. 
That's part of why we're supposed to subdue and dominate. It wasn't just, okay, all those animals are so crazy and they're a mess and they're pooping everywhere and somebody's got to do something with them. No, he was saying, you're going to enjoy this. You're going to have a fulfillment in being over a kingdom. That was the design. So God's so faithful. Everybody stand. Close your eyes. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you. You have a purpose for us. You have a plan and a purpose. You have a plan and purpose for the church in these last days. And we get to be a part of that together corporately. And it's so powerful. But not only that, we're so grateful individually. You have plans and purposes for each and every one of us. No one is left out. No one. Everyone has something that you can use. If we'll make ourselves available to you, you absolutely will use us in a mighty, mighty way. And we're so grateful, Lord. We love you. We thank you. You're so good and so awesome. We purpose, Lord, if we don't have any idea what it is you want to do in us, we purpose to seek you out. We purpose to find out and to make ourselves available to whatever it is, Lord. We love you and we trust you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.